Many young people have grown up knowing that it's their cup that needs to be filled up by the teachers, the mentors, the parents, the bosses, the CEOs who have the jug to fill it up. Here at Boardroom Banta, we believe that it is through coming together that we create a bigger pool of knowledge and wisdom with the mission of making the boardroom as big as it can be, amplifying the stories behind the people and filling each other up. Hello, our lovely listeners. Welcome back to the Boardroom Banta podcast. My name is Boniface Omina. And before we kick off this next episode, I'd just like to give a shout out to every single one of you for all the support that you've shown us with our podcast over the past two weeks. This is our fifth episode, and we'd just like to encourage our listeners to reach out to us for with feedback or what you think about the episodes. Reach out to us with questions that you may have. Um, if you want to get in touch with some of our speakers, they'd be more than happy to, you know, to share a few words with you. Um, to share pieces of advice. You know, as Amar said in the previous episode, if you would like some advice from him as well, feel free to reach out to us at Boardroom Banter on Instagram and LinkedIn and Boardroom Banter Boardroom on Twitter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have an incredible guest with us here today. You know, an amazing entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, corporate trainer, and recently authored a fantastic book that we're going to talk about later on in the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Help, help me in welcoming Mr. Charles Msilanga. Hello, Charles. How are you doing? Hey, Bunny. Nice to see you. I'm doing better than yesterday, bro. What about you? Oh, uh, the weekend. The weekend is, is doing its business on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Work while they sleep. Definitely. Oh, you... you you right off the bat, you've kicked it <laughs> off for us, Charles. Now I'm sure our listeners are are wondering what 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 amazing you know person have we brought here today? Who's who is this leader who goes by the name of Charles Mtilanga? Would you mind just giving a quick introduction of who you are, what you do, and you know just kick this conversation off for us from there? Thanks, Bonnie. Thanks, Bonnie. So, yeah, everyone listening to me, such an honor to be here and um, grateful that you're actually investing your time in the boardroom banter. My name is Charles Msilanga. Uh, I am an entrepreneur as well. I run a company and an organization here in Kenya uh, called Personal and Corporate Development Company. We focus on uh, leadership development, uh, public speaking coaching, and also we do team building activities and uh, team building for companies, organizations. And uh, we are in generally in the business of developing people. And that's what we do here. And I'm also into the entrepreneurial space where I'm a partner in a marketing agency called Prescient Design Studio. And I'm also uh, recently... Uh, working on a non-profit that is called Hatima Africa, focusing on educating Africans to get them access to quality educations because the reality is that the solution to Africa is giving young children their uh, opportunity to go to school, learn and transform their destiny. So that's uh, in a nutshell who I am and what I do, Bonnie. Incredible, incredible. Now that's that's quite a plateful, Charles, and and just taking our listeners back to where where you and I sort of met, right? 
um, back to the Watson Institute. You know, we spoke about this in the previous episode with Amar. So, you know, I remember we we had gotten there a week before you, right? I had gotten there like a week before you, um, you know, with all that. And as soon as we met, it was, it was like we kindred spirits, you know what I mean? Just aligning aligning energies aligning aligning vibes right at the end of the day and we were in a situation where you know we've both been thrown into this new environment and are trying to figure out how are we going to advance the different missions that are behind our startups um the different you know visions that we had for our country kenya back home and the people who you know are looking to us for for that direction for that next step and you know just just going back to to one of the stories that you shared um, during our first interactions in Watson with how your company PCDC you know the initials of what Charles had mentioned earlier how that came about how that passion for public speaking came about you know in the previous episode with Amar, you know, we mentioned something about, you know, the most random people you meet will have the most impact in your life. And there's, there's a specific instance you shared about a gentleman who came to give you guys a talk at your school and how that could really change the trajectory of your life. Would you mind just recounting that specific experience, you know, just to give the listeners insight into this process of discovering purpose, this process of discovering your passion. Oh, sure, Bonnie, sure, Bonnie. It's always an honor to share this story, man. So all this journey started when I was in high school. Um, so I, I'm in high school and, you know, in high school, you're this kid who adolescence is really working on you instead of you working on it. <laughs> and so <laughs> exactly. you, you kind of you have a perspective about life but that perspective about life is based on hallucinations, you know? You, you think that life is going to happen to you automatically. So you're not taking life seriously. You're just going to school because you're told to go to school. You're just living life because of an instruction that comes from home for you to do, be, or achieve a particular thing. So that, that was the state I was at at that particular point in my life. But one day a speaker came and did a very outstanding talk. I can, I can literally remember the words he said. He said, yeah. you know what, everyone listening to me right now, we are a diamond, but the difference is that we are not the finished diamond. We are a diamond that is still in the minerals, uh, in the mineral field, and the diamond in the mineral field, Bonnie, is a stone, and that stone needs to go through refining, that stone needs to go through pressure, that stone needs to go through heat. In other words, that stone needs to, needs to go through a process for it to become a diamond that will be very viable and discoverable in the end, all right? And so, that perspective and that analogy really transformed my life and I changed how I looked at myself. And I realized just because people can't see it doesn't change who I am. Just because I'm not there doesn't define who I am and who I am not, all right? And I decided to change a perspective about how I saw myself and how I viewed school, how I viewed academics, and that was the moment, Bonnie, I started dreaming. I started realizing that, you know what? I can be, do, and achieve all things that 
God called me to achieve. And that was the point I also realized that I'm a believer. There is a God factor in everything that I didn't just show up into this earth with no purpose. I show up into this earth with some great and significant purpose in life. Yeah. So the moment that speaker left the school, I stopped there. And I remembered, you know, when you join high school, this the high school I was in, they asked yeah. you, what do you want to become? Write it down. And so I remembered, Bonnie, I, at the first day, I, first days in school when we were doing an orientation, you know, I used to admire the president then, His Excellency uh, Mwai Kibaki, the, sec- the, the third president of the Republic of Kenya. And wow. he was a great president. And at that point in that season, you know, people used to say, for you to become a great president, you need to become a great economist. That is very so true. I, 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 I wanted I to be where that came from. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to become an economist. Why? Because I saw myself as a president of Republic of Kenya. That was the dream I had, but it's still yes. a dream. Hopefully one day I will be. So I worked to revamp that dream to become an economist. All right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to become an economist. So I decided to activate it. And guess what, Bonnie? My grade started changing. I started okay. realizing that I need to have intention if I if I need to be intentional if I have to be exceptional. Mm. Rare to find, but expensive to own. And so I started work hard, working hard. And I bit by bit, long story short, I managed to get an opportunity to actually become an economist. I joined college mm-hmm. and I got signed into a program to study Bachelor of Economics and Finance. So on the first day, Bonnie, yeah, of me joining that school, I had a sense of what am I doing to those people who that speaker can't reach to create a similar impact to help people get into their purpose and realize themselves and help them get into this level where they can actually get the results that you've gotten. So Mm. that voice was very, very disturbing me. And I decided, you know what? I'm gonna do what that speaker did to me, to young people out there so that they can be able to become whatever it is that they were called to become. So that that is how the dream and the and me getting into public speaking came in because I realized and I believe that words have power. And this is also biblical. Words have power. Words have power to bring something to, 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 to life and also words have power to bring something to death. So I worked on ensuring that I use my words through public speaking to empower, inspire, and transform the nations of the world so that people can be able to discover their purposes and live their purposes so that they can become people of influence and significance. And long story short, that is how PCDC was born. And that's how I managed to reach where I am right now, doing this mission and still believing there's got to be more. Interesting, very, very interesting. recount of that specific part of your journey and one thing one thing i'm picking from the conversation you know when you reference questions like you know who do i who do i want to become you know this is a question that you asked when you join high school or you join college friends family teachers it's a question like that borders on you know what 
who who am i what is my identity right this navigating your identity as a as a young as a young leader as a young professional as a curious mind and with with what your your company has been able to do and continues to do is help people navigate you know the certain this aspect of their identity through public speaking you know and back to back to some of the conversations we've had on on the fear of public speaking called glassophobia <laughs> make sure you google that one guys um the fear of gla- of public speaking is known as glassophobia and it's it's something that you know affects so many people right and you'd think that oh it's just you know one of those other skills that i may or may not need to learn but there's a certain thing that is unlocked inside you there's a certain feeling that's unlocked inside you once you're able to go through you know the ups and downs of you know exposing yourself to environment situations circumstances where you have to speak you know you have to address people you have to communicate you have to speak your mind um pass forward an idea pass forward um your you know communicate your vision to people and what you want for yourself right um you know i'd be very curious to to understand charles how how do you how do you and your team approach you know getting getting this fear out of people getting getting people to trust and believe in themselves enough to stand in front of people and communicate you know and speak <laughs> rather yeah yeah bunny that's that's a very very good question so um my team and i have this approach first of all we want to help people understand and realize that public speaking isn't just speaking it's the tip of the iceberg what you speak is yeah. the tip of the iceberg of what happens behind the scenes so a lot of times people think that you can stand there and speak but the reality is before you speak you need to work hard on yourself and so that is the thing we focus on helping people understand that it's not just about speaking it's about you developing yourself because speaking is just the tip of the iceberg it's the cream of the cake okay all right so so we not only teach people how to speak we teach people how to discover themselves how to help themselves and how to realize the amazing gifts talents and abilities that are within themselves and the reality of the matter is that a lot of people were not born with the ability or were not were not born with glassophobia to be specific they were this glassophobic condition actually grew up in them from an experience and there are several conditioning there right. was a conditioning right as they were growing up they, they they were conditioned for something because look at a child growing up one of the reality one of the things that is really really amazing about a child is that when they grow up number one they are curious they are courageous and they are brave you know a child has outstanding faith you tell a child you can do anything they believe but as they grow up they are conditioned so you realize that somebody has cultivated this glassophobia from an experience one of the experience like one of the major thing we experience with our clients is that they were told they can't speak in front of people that's a conditioning so they grew up realizing that no 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 speaking is not my portion all right number two, they grow up 
having an understanding and realizing that speaking is for specific people because they were told that speaking is for specific people. So they grew up having that in mind. So it made them limit themselves from not growing and developing. So those are some of the mm. things we go from a, from a shallow level to a deeper level to help them understand that, hey, you have been conditioned to this. And that is why you don't have the courage to express some things. All right. Okay. And the other thing is that you see people have gone through experiences that were hurtful, that conditioned them as well not to express themselves. All right. They had a parent who was so strict such that any opinion they say is an opinion that is going to be crushed. So they grew up realizing and telling themselves that anytime I go out there to speak, my opinion is going to be crushed because of how they were conditioned. So mm. those are the things we work on. All right. And once that person is fully developed to realize and understand that there are some barriers that they've kept within themselves and, 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 and these barriers have limited them, then they can be able now to get into the nitty gritty of, okay, now you have the ability to speak. The mind has been transformed. Now let's get mm -hmm. to teach you how to speak through some experiences, through some knowledge. And also we teach them something called extemporaneous speaking, which means speaking from their heart. You don't have to read from anywhere. So those are the strategies and the behind the scenes. My team and I work on helping people realize and understand that, you know what? You can do this. You know what? You are able to do this. You are capable of doing this and you are called and meant to do this. So do it. That is the perspective. That is the angle we work on, Barney. That is so interesting because, you know, with, with some of these clients, you know, they're, you know, the parents are bringing their children to you at very young ages when, you know, they're still, what would I say? They're still ripe enough to, to be, for some things to be unlearned, right? To, to reverse engineer some of this conditioning that has happened at home. Um, is it the same approach for, for people who are much older? Because aside from having, um, you know, young clients um, or listeners, you know, Charles also trains corporates and organizations on the same, you know, key elements of public speaking. Is the, is the approach similar? If not, how, how do you tailor make, how do you tailor package these things um, for, for the different types of clients that you have? So different types of clients have different types of approach, Bonnie. So with the kids, for example, we have a program for kids, you know, the, the, the kids speaking program. So what happens with the kids is that we first help them realize and, and thank God the kids that are coming to us are kids that come, most of them, they are coming from families that have a realization and a discovery that if I miss this for my kids, you know, it's going to catch up with them. So we get to motivate and inspire these kids by challenging them to speak things that any ordinary kid will be afraid to speak about. All right. Yeah. And, and, and when we challenge them, hey, what if you... What if you get through this experience? What will you do? And so you realize that a kid becomes very courageous and a kid doesn't get to 
hear from us by us telling them what to do, but rather we get them to tell us what they think, all right? And we've realized, Barney, that kids' brains are so powerful. They have no limits, all right? And, and, and kids have got a significant faith upon their goals and dreams in life. And when you listen to them, you're like, oh my God, I used Incredible. to dream like this. But I was conditioned I dream to like this. Yeah, I was conditioned mm -hmm. to realize and, and being told that, no, you can't dream like that. But that's not, that's not true. That's not true. So that's how we teach the kids. We tell them, yes, this is reality. You can do, be, and achieve anything that you want to do. And that's the encouragement we give the kids, all right? So when we get to adults, with the adults program now, we work with the adults to show them that, hey, this problem isn't a current problem. This problem happened several years back years in, at one point in your life, all right? Now let's get back and let's discuss. How are you dreaming? I was dreaming this way. Who stopped you? My parents stopped me. My teacher stopped me. My friends stopped me, all right? <laughs> and that, yeah, it's true, Barney. It's true, Barney. The quality yeah. of your life is determined by the quality of your information. And the quality of your information met, most of the time comes from your network and your connections. And who are they? Your friends, all right? So we get, mm -hmm. to we get to unpack that and we re remove those stereotypes from that stage of their lives. And then we walk with them and you tell them, you know what? You can dream again. You know what? You can plan again. You know what? You can do it again. And you get to a point where we've coached people, Bonnie, who mm -hmm. realize that they are only working not for anything, but they're working for money, not for purpose. So this thing came from public speaking coaching to make them realize, you know what? Uh-uh, there is more than this. And this has affected my expression and communication. So they've worked on it. And now you find themselves being courageous to speak about it. Now, we, when we get to corporates now, corporates, yeah. we ask them something called um, secret questions. All right. So we, we, we asked them, hey, when was the last time you had a dream and that dream was crushed? Write it down. Don't say your name and anything. And then we get the data and then we okay. talk about those things without mentioning anyone. All right. And then we do the same process, but in an anonymous way. And at the end of the day, we ask those people who are open, willing and free to reach out to us on a personal level so that we can have one on one coaching consistently going forward. And you realize that the results are extremely transformational, Bonnie. So those are the strategies we use. And trust me, Bonnie, this is the thing. Nobody, nobody in this life, mm. I have realized nobody in this life was born as a mistake and god does not waste time to create nobodies and that the dreams visions and ambitions and great fruits that many people are carrying many people are mm. underestimating them and until they are able to communicate them with ease strength courage and resilience then and only then can they be able to make them alive and true crazy crazy wow i am i'm lost for words on that one charles um you know you know just listening to you speak now it takes 
it takes me back to the conversations we had two years ago, right? When we were at Watson and, and one of the things that we really questioned and challenged ourselves on was how, how are we going to view our current situation in this country? Um, how are we going to approach this Watson experience differently, you know, given our unique challenges? How, how are we going to let go and let God, right? And, mm. and just, just going back to, to that time, you know, Charles, with, with, of course, the different events that would go to the different people, we'd try and meet, you know, the, the negotiation rooms, you know, we'd enter, you know, the emails we'd send, how mm. how did you view this process in your life? You know that that you were you were, you were in this country and there's you know you're trying to observe you know the work ethic of the people around you, the the, the purpose driven lives that you know people are living, the hard work that people are putting into into their projects and not just in Watson but in the whole startup community in Boulder how how did you view that experience how did you choose to approach it differently and what did you observe at the end of it all bunny i observed this that challenges are breakfast for champions challenges are the breakfast for champions oh. put that and on let a me t-shirt. tell you <laughs> <laughs> challenges are the breakfast for champions my brother let <sighs> All right, let, let, let me just put it in a little bit of context is that when okay, we please, were in the please. US, we were struggling financially mm-hmm. in terms of direction, right? And we had to get ways on how we can be able to make it, right? Yeah. So this is the thing. Look at the look at the outcome of the pro, of the challenges we went through. All right. So mm-hmm. every time I, this is the this is the thing that really got to my mind and heart and conclusion, is that every time you go through a challenging experience, there is a significant result that is a stepping stone to your destiny and for your next phase in life. This okay. is the thing. If it were not for those challenges and experience, Barney, your previous host here, Amar, wouldn't have been here. Bunny, if it were not for those challenges and experiences, I am 101% sure that some of the gifting talents that got born while you were at the Watson Institute, like DJ Vortex, would be born. <laughs> and that means, me. and that means <laughs> let me tell you something, and that means I've been yeah. following you. That means there are some great activities. You, you are organizing events in Mauritius right now. It is if it were not for those experiencing the experiences that looked tough, looked challenging. I am 101%. You will not be doing what you're doing right now. And this is what mm. I've realized is that challenges are the breakfast for champions. Because at the end of the day, it's not as worse as it looks like. It's never as worse as never. it looks like. Yeah. And what is the worst that could happen? As long as you're not breaking the law, as long mm-hmm. as you're not hurting anyone deliberately, as long as you're working hard and ensuring that you are on the process of destiny, trust me, challenges are only there to help you and develop you and to nurture you. Challenges are not there to destroy you. So through all that experience, Bonnie, let me tell you something is that there are many things which we have talked about that through those experiences, have helped me to be where I am right now. 
True. There are many things that through those experiences, I got to meet destiny helpers and people who are passionate about what I'm doing and where I'm going. Same as you. Can you tell us a bit about that? Right. <laughs> after you finish. I'm sorry. After you finish. Yeah, um, we're going to yeah, get yeah. To, to the people you met. Right. But go yeah, on. Yeah, sure. All right. And, and through that experience, Bonnie, through those challenging moments that we went through, you and I, you know, our level of faith increased because the moment we won those challenges, I was mm. like, if I can defeat this, I can do anything in life. And what did that make me do and make you do as well? You decided to dream bigger because you realized that this was a very beautiful ride. It's worth riding again. Yeah. So that is the thing, man. So anyone listening to me, I know that you, you're, you're probably having listeners from all over the world and different parts of the world. And I'll tell you, challenges are the breakfast for champions. And if you want to be a champion, you have to go through a process. And this process is not there to destroy you. This process is there to refine you. This process is not there to harm you. This process is there to make you strong, resilient, courageous, and outstanding in whatever it is you're doing. Because the reality of the matter, if it were easy, everyone would have had it. It's the hardness that makes it great. If it was easy, everyone would have done it, right? Yeah. Even Watson itself. I mean, look at look at the the small little real Watson scholars group that we had. Um, you know, Nish, Joshua, you know, these, you know, Yuri right there. And and there was something very there was something that really attracted us together. Right. And it it went beyond you know the program, it, it went beyond the startup itself. And it was it was very much cemented in those evenings when we'd We'd get on those buses to go to these events and we'd share very personal views, very personal stories, very personal conversations of, okay, why are we here? You know, what brought us here? You know, this confluence of events that are very much ingrained in, in the fact that, you know, God puts people in your path. Right. But then as you, as you rightly mentioned, you also need to embrace who you are. Right. Correct. In order for yeah. you to meet your destiny, to meet this purpose that's that's already laid. You know, it was laid out before you were even born, right? Mm-hmm. You know, but it's up to you to to take ownership of that. And and over the course of, of you taking ownership, you do meet those destiny helpers, those people who are literally God sent, right? And we look like when we go back to to the people who you met, you know, even like when you're at Watson, you travel to Washington, DC. Um, for um for a couple of days to meet a couple of people, you know the church that we went to, right? Um, the person that you met there, you know, would you would you speak just a little bit about, you know, just specific encounters with people that just completely changed the trajectory of your experience there? Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah, man. Come on, Bonnie. We through that experience. <laughs> through that experience, wasn't man. it? Oh, Barney, we met outstanding people, outstanding people. You know, it was through that experience I got to meet this amazing entrepreneur from Boulder called Justin Gold Mm, of of Justin's peanut butter. You know, if it were not for those challenging moments, I wouldn't have looked for him to learn from him. You know what? You know, I got to to meet this amazing, this is a God-sent man, uh, 
Pastor Matt Patrick, you know, he helps me big time. And shout out to Pastor Matt Patrick. I hope shout he gets to, to hear Pastor. this. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> he helps we'll make sure this, this episode gets to him. <laughs> yeah, and you see, Matt Patrick helps us. And, and, and you realize that the relationship doesn't just end there, Bunny. Mm. You know, I'm still in touch. With, I'm still in touch with him right now. And, 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 you know, I look for ways on how I can be a blessing to his life as well. You know, through that experience, I also got to meet another great friend of mine who is an architect from Denver. And he's been like a big brother right now. You know, he's yeah. called Nick Allen. And, and you know what? It is because we were looking for things that can add value to us and things that we can also add value to. And we, actively I mean, searching for it. Actively searching for it. All right. We were just not there waiting for things to happen. We were there making things happen, looking for angles, opportunity to serve, to give value. And I realized this, uh, Bunny, that the value you create determines the compensation you get. And cut the cut this recording and this podcast here, guys. <laughs> Oh, repeat that one. Repeat that. Did Charles, you hear what I just said? Come on, Listen come on. The value you create determines the compensation you get. Break that down for us. Listen, people don't get paid for the hours they work. People get paid for the value they give. Mm. And a lot of people think, you know what? I got to work for an eight to five job or something like that because I'm going to get paid per hour. Yes, you can. But what value are you giving? So that is something that throughout this season, Bonnie, I got to realize, you know what? I need to change my mindset on how I do things. I need to look for angles where I can be able to add value because the yeah. value I create determines the compensation I get. And compensation doesn't have to be money. Compensation can be relationships. Compensation mm. can be networks. Compensation can be your transformed mind and the abilities that you are able to see out of the value that you give. So that is the thing that came to my mind. And, and I, I wanted to say how I got to meet this one of my very great friends he has been right now, Nick. And tell us, tell us the story. Yeah, uh, we, we are going to this event. I get lost in Denver in a train and boom, I get somebody <laughs> who helps me. David and I were in that train. Mm. And I think with Joshua as well. So I'm looking, we're, we, we are lost in this train because we are going to an event where I got an invitation to go to speak and I'm okay. lost. All right. So I get to ask this stranger, Hey, excuse me, sir. This is the place I'm going. Could you please help me? And this guy literally helps me. And from that moment on, we start hanging out and we became friends. And yeah. till today, Barney, till today, I'll tell you, Nick has been a friend, not only a friend, but a mentor as well. Mm. So you see how these things happen. It's the value. It's the, the value. Intention was the, you see, you're in, this is another quote I want, this is another quote I want to also Drop say. It. Drop it. The intention you have for doing something determines the elevation you will get on the process of that thing. Mm. 
Steve. All right. So if your intent, if your intention for doing something is genuine, is focused, is on a goal, you know what? There is a way, there is a way, there always comes a way for you to get the odds and for you to overcome, overcome and go against all odds for your elevation to be experienced. Mm. So that's very, very necessary. And that's the thing very. that I had in mind. And that's a conclusion, Bonnie, that I got into my life. And right now, whatever adversity that comes along my way, yes, it may hurt. Yes, it may be painful. Yes, the experience may be challenging. But you know what? The results are always rewarding. Always. And there's something that, you know, we observed um, from you while while we were doing Watson, even, you know, with, with our, our, our interactions after you're very, you make it, uh, you know, a, like your purpose to be and keep in touch with all of these people that you meet over the course of your life. Right. Even with, you know, not just in the professional space, but, you know, personal life as well. And there's something that, that you had really recommended that we start doing, right. Just, you know, sending emails every single month to keep to keep people in the loop on what like with what you're working on, right? These are your your mentors now, whether from Watson, you know, people you've met in this leadership journey. Just just the the importance of that accountability and also with people when people know what you're working on project wise whatever, what business you're in, or just a simple check-in of, you know, this is what I'm going through. There's a deeper connection built, um, another layer built on top of the mentor-mentee relationship, right? And like, why, why is that accountability so important, Charles, you know, with these mentor mentorship interactions that we usually have? Yeah, Bonnie, I think it's very important we keep our mentors and, and just friends um, unto our progress and what we are up to and what we're doing in life. This is the reason why. You see, mm. I, I believe with no, with no doubt, Barney, that where there is no accountability, there is no progress. This is the reason mm. why. You know, where there is no accountability, you have... You have this notion that you know what i am free to do anything which yeah. the reality is that that's that's not the case not you the see case. bonnie i started this i started this uh podcast by saying that everyone was born with a reason and i want to also add that everyone was born for a season and the exactly. biggest mistake most people have is that they think that we have time we don't have time. So why, why is it necessary for us to keep in touch and to update our mentors and have this accountability is because we need to be people who are always focused. And when we keep in touch with people who are destiny helpers, people who are connected to the things we are doing, not direct, not necessarily directly, but even indirectly, what happens is that you build something called credibility. Okay. Because the reality of the matter, Bonnie, is that if you keep in touch with me, like you do, you tell me and you update me what's up with yeah. you and what the things you're 
doing and the things you are up to. The reality is that every time I come an opportunity or I come across an opportunity that I know and realize that you can benefit on, I know that Bonnie can fit on this thing. Why? Because he is a person who can give me updates and progress on what's going on. So you make you you make you you make yourself to become an authority because you are able to give reports and become accountable and that means you become a great steward of the opportunities that come along your way and you create yourself for yourself what you call stability and this is what people are looking for all right mm -hmm. and, and 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 when somebody knows and they can count on you for a particular thing that means more opportunities are going to come along your way. See, the ones who are growing, the ones who are developing, will always keep developing. Why? Because they are progressing. They are doing something that makes them and the people around them to become aware that if there is anything related to an event, I know I'm going to call Bonnie or Yuri. Yeah. If there is anything related to a particular field of public speaking, I'm going to call Bonnie or Yuri or Charles. All right. Not 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 now. If if you don't have this, what happens is that challenges that will come across your well will cause you to give up. And most of the times we reach out to people only when we want something from them. And what would you feel, Bonnie, if I only keep in touch with you when I want something from you? It's it's undervalued. It good. Yeah. So instead of relationships being transactional relationship should be intentional mm. right so we work on growing our relationship not for the sake of what i'll get from you but for the sake of you understanding what i'm doing and also how can i be of value to you value based to on you. the things that i am doing because i said your value determines your compensation so this is very very important for the world to know just that consistency because you never know who I'm going to meet tomorrow, who will be of value to your mission in life. So if I know somebody who is going to add value to you and you're in touch with me, and I know that I am Barney's mentor and I know what he's up to, I'm going to connect you together. And the connection so becomes so much easier. So much easier because I can, I can trade my name for you. I can trade my name for you. I can tell the person, you know what? I believe in this young man. He's capable, able to do this. And I want you to help him because he has the ability to do it. So let's do it with him. That's what I'm talking about, man. But isn't there, isn't there a risk with that? Like I was talking to, you know, one of my mates a while back about you know, introducing people to your networks and and instances where you know someone might not necessarily value view or value this network this mentor the way you do and not and not take up that relationship very seriously like what what of instances where you know you risk this you know introduction to connecting you know person x with person y or person x with mentor y um and then they just have a falling out. Like, wouldn't that you know, reflect back on your brand as yeah, Charles that, that's, introduced them? Yeah, that's very true, Bunny. That's very true. And that is why you realize that I just can't introduce anyone to my network. Mm. And that's the same with anyone else. Why? Because stewardships 
stands the test of time. All right. So that is why you need to have this sort of consistency whereby you reach at a point where your name becomes your tread. Okay. So if Bonnie's okay. name is here, then I can put all my eggs in this because I believe in him. That doesn't come within a day, Bonnie. That sometimes comes within a year and it gets destroyed in second. Mm. Right. So, so that's very important. But, but you need to understand that there is a process to that. And this is the process I'm talking about, whereby people know you, people understand you, people can tread for you, with you, and on behalf of you, because they know you are able to have the consistency of the things you say you do, of the things you do, and not just doing, but you are actually giving people your networks and your mentors a progress report or an update on what you're up to, the things you're doing and how you're progressing so that any opportunity that comes along the way, you know what, you, you will have this reasoning that ah, I'm keeping in touch with Bonnie. He gives me his progress report. So that means if I give him my network and my contact, he'll do the same because he understands the value of this. Are you getting what I'm this. saying? So the instead of us working on solving, becomes consistent. Exactly, exactly. So instead of us working on solving, we can actually work on avoiding. And how do you avoid? By saving these relationships and saving these people and understanding that I can count on this, I can count on this person. And you count, you can say you can count of this on, on this person because of how they relate with you, how they keep in touch with you, how they connect with you, and how they give you their progress and all that. That makes so much sense. And I agree, I agree totally 100 percent on that one. And just looking, looking at the life that you live, Charles, you're you're very big on on giving back, right? You know, finding ways of reinvesting in people, you know, reinvesting in, in not just in the people, you know, close to you, but, you know, people who ha have never heard of you, you know, people who, you know, you, you may have met in the journey or you're yet to meet in the journey and just finding ways of impacting and inspiring, you know, as you, as you recently said. And when I, actually saw this a while back that you had published a book i was not even surprised neither was yuri um because it was a long time coming right you know you you've always spoken about it and just like even with your passion and an interest in in journaling you know putting your thoughts down and how impactful that is right um to our lovely listeners um charles is an author of a book known as Protect Your Courage, aimed at inspiring individuals to be courageous in working on their goals. Now, this is sort of an inside joke to whoever, whoever knows, knows what Protect Your Courage actually stands for, you know, in, in our life story. Uh, Charles, could you tell them what, what does this title of the book mean, Protect <laughs> Your Courage? Where, where did it come from and why is that so powerful? Oh man, I remember when, when we were at Watson, we were taught one of the greatest things that an entrepreneur needs to have is courage. And I remember Bonnie, you know, in that season and period, I, which was, I believe to both of us, one of the most transformational experiences in our lives today, was, bro. 
what 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 came up is or what came out was courage 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 we are courageous we need courage to become do and achieve anything that we are called to and for all right mm -hmm. so that word ever since i left watson has been in me and i've been passionate about it and so when i was writing this book and looking for the title of this book in in the content as i was writing it i courage used to come up courage used yeah. to come up and 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 i concluded that i need to teach people how to protect their courage not from theory but from experience but from right? experience exactly and in that book i also have written in depth if anyone wants to under, if anyone um listening right now wants to have a feeling of what really happened in that watson institute experience i wrote that story in depth what really happened and how we get to overcome and how we get to come out of it and that is yeah. what i advocate that for you to become everything that god called you to become you not only need to believe and have faith but you also need to have a courage within you to ensure that you trust and believe that that faith that you need when you talk when you take those steps they are actually going to manifest that's 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 the process and the goal of protect your courage and that is why i wrote that book pony how 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 much what's the feedback you've gotten um from people who've read this book um, because I'm sure I'm sure you shot it over to our people in Colorado and the different people who, you know, played a role, an impactful role in your story. What what are some of the feedback you've gotten, not just from them, but also people who are reading this story and hearing about this story for the first time? What has your story done for them? First, a lot of people have told me the book is inspiring and uh mm -hmm many people have actually like you know what I, I need to protect my courage and that's 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 my joy that's my ultimate joy that somebody reading that book has also the ability for them to be courageous in going through the unknown all right their stories yeah. their circumstances might not be as similar as mine but the reality is that the journey and the process can be similar as mine all right and the destination and the story and the result can be the same and at the end, it is always good. If it is not good, then that's not the end. So yeah. that's the feedback that I've been receiving. And the reality is that this book has been selling a lot, even in Kenya. Every time I go to a different place, people who read this book, the feedback I get is very encouraging. And you know what, Bunny? It's actually challenging me to realize that I can actually do another book that I'm actually doing yeah. right now. It's called Dear Youth which wow. is a book for young people to tell them that you can be, do and achieve anything that you set yourself to do and that you're never too young to lead and you'll never be too old to grow and you'll never be too old to learn. That's a quote from Kofi Annan. And that's, that's the significance of writing. That's the significance of people reading and understanding and realizing that, hey, all I have is all I need and that's all that is enough. And if I can use what I have, to get to the next step, then it will make me to realize that it is the stepping stone for me to get what I don't have from using what I already have. So that's the ultimate feedback that I've been getting and my ultimate feedback for that as well, Bunny. Mm. Do you ever get to a point where, like, I'm sure for me, for most listeners, you know, going through 
the steps, the journey that that you're that you're detailing, child. It's not an easy process. What what do you do when you're feeling unmotivated, when you're feeling uninspired, when you feel like giving up? What do what do you, what are the practical steps you take to get back on that horse? Man, everyone goes through that process, Bunny. Everyone goes through that process. And some of the practical steps that I personally use, I remind people that everyone has a feeling station, all right? It's like a mm. car that has its fuel almost depleted. They go to a feeling station, right? So my feeling station, number one, is God. I'm, I'm a man of faith, Bunny, and I believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that strength comes from Christ. And I seek that strength from him. So that's, the, that's my number one source of strength. The second thing, Barney, is people. Yeah. People. People. You know, I have people who, I've, I, have people who I share my dreams with. I have people who I am who accountable uh, to. And, and when I'm about to burn up, burnout or when I'm about to, you know what, I can do this. I talk to them and they get me on track and they tell me, stop that. Resting is okay. Yeah. Giving up is not. So rest, wake up, dust yourself and keep walking. So that's really, really helping me a lot. And another thing Barney I'll say is that I'm consistent and consistently working on my personal development. It may be hard, it may be important. tough but I consistently work on my personal development and I consistently work on investing in my mindset because whatever it is, the mind can conceive, you can achieve. So I work on my mindset, my mindset for most and significant time of my life because I realize that the moment I get it wrong on my mindset, then I get it wrong yeah. on my other physical and, and, and journey related to it because the mind is a very powerful tool bonnie whatever it is you feed in your mind actually comes out in one way or another that is why yeah. they say baggage in baggage out very true so so that those are the practical steps that i have my creator the people around me accountability partners and my mindset those three are very very important and i can say that's that's what i i focus on when i'm depleted and that's my feeling station thank you so much Charles. that's an awesome you know takeaway for our listeners right as you come to the end of this podcast this has been so incredible charles and as you as you walk out of this boardroom you as you go to the elevator you meet our bubbling intern who has some two questions for you as you go down and on your way um, after blessing us with so much value, with so many amazing lessons, Charles. Are you ready for this next segment, The Elevator? Bring it on, man. All right. Charles Msilanga, the first question our intern has for you is, who's that one person that you've met that has completely changed how you view life. <laughs> that speaker, that the speaker that I told you, that mm. person completely changed how I view life. And we can see, we can see the product of that. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, next question. What movie do you enjoy quoting the most and why? <laughs> oh man. 
That's a hard one. That's a hard one. Can we skip this and then we come back to it as I think about it? <laughs> Give us a book. Give us a book that you quote. And oh, a, and a book. And that quote, that specific quote that you usually use. Oh, the book. Yeah, of course. Robin Sharma, The 5 a.m. Club. On your morning, elevate your life. On your morning, elevate your life. <laughs> there you go. And last but not least, um, if you were to go back in time, right, and meet one person in history and have a conversation with them, who would it be? Oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. If I had to go back in time and had a conversation to meet with that person, I would choose Dr. Miles Monroe. He died on 9th November 2014. Actually, mm. that was my 20th birthday. Wow. And this is someone who has Why been him? Doctor, when I see Dr. Miles Monroe Bonnie, I see myself. Mm. And I want to be like him because he has all the characteristics of the ideal Charles Msilanga who, you know, the Charles Msilanga who wants to become that ultimate reaching the point where he is living full and dying empty. I want to be like him because he is someone that has really influenced me, his teachings, his lessons, and his life as well where he's come from and how he ended up. That is an awesome note to end on. Dr. Miles Monroe, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't, if you, haven't, if you don't know who this is, jump on your Google search real quick. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for this amazing conversation, Charles. We love having you, you know, not just, not just as a podcast guest, but as a, as a close mentor and friend as we also navigate our discovering our purpose right and waking up every single morning and and approaching with the same vibrancy and passion that you approach your work um thank you so much listeners for for tuning in and and helping us carry forward this conversation with charles once again if you'd like to get in touch with charles feel free to reach out to us if you want access to his public speaking the secret formula you know that he dishes out um, at his training. If you want a peek into his book and want to know how you can get a hold of Protect Your Courage, feel free to reach out to us. Charles, give us a parting shot. One last word to our listeners to take home. Yo, yo, this is my all-time favorite quote that I'll give to anyone who asks me, ask, me to give a parting shot is that life is for the living and that within you, there is great and amazing things that the world is waiting for. And you have a great and significant contribution to make this world a better place. And this is what you need to do. Work while they sleep, study while they party, save while they spend, and you will live like they dream. Thank you. Uh, unless it's one of our omen parties, then you can come party with us. <laughs> But well, that's an awesome note to end on. Thank you so much, Charles and Mr. Langa. And to all our lovely listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll see you at the next episode. Cheers, guys.